Well, you know, it's not like you always defend me or anything in those situations, bub. When you went up to Eric Lindros of the Flyers at the Espies and told him he should come over and threaten to kick my ass, I mean, what was the idea there, Dan? If he'd hit me, I would have been drooling the drool of regret out of my ear instead of out of my mouth. And anyway, pal, it backfired on you. We wound up buddies. Oh, we won't hear about that in the pages to come, will we? It'll be Eric Lindros this, Eric Lindros that, my new best friend Eric Lindros, and blah, 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 And it'll be coming soon, dear friends. Anyway, jealousy does not become you, Dan. As Abba sang... Enough with the Abba, all right? We've got a book to start here, and you're babbling on about four singers nobody remembers anymore. Meanwhile, everyone out there is going to get the impression that we hate each other. Mm -hmm. In fact, Keith and I have been friends since we worked together years ago at CNN. I was even at his going-away party. Keith gave me some very good advice on my career, and to repay him, I've carried him professionally since he joined me on the big show. Oh, now I get it, Dan. This is a (laughs) fictional account of the program. Well, all right, let's get started, whatever it is, shall we? But one thing first, Dan. And that is? You need some more rouge. Oh, yeah, original. We'll start with a sort of glossary of terms, those catchphrases everyone questions us about. Apparently, we live in a time now when the catchphrase is America's primary form of communication. And evidently, Dan and I are something of a catchphrase factory, to the point that our stupid little sayings are spat back at us, and I mean that, at ball games by fans and players alike. For instance, at the 1995 Super Bowl, Dan was riding the Chargers team hotel elevator when the doors opened and Natron Means and a couple of his teammates stepped in. And then Means says, hey, Dan Patrick, how you doing? I'm Natron Means. So I say, nice to meet you. Good luck Sunday. And then Means says, man, can you say that thing you say? Huh? That thing you say? So I ask him what he's talking about. So Means says, you know, you know that thing you always say? Another one of the Chargers starts to get annoyed. Come on, the phrase, the the phrase, your thing. Which one? The one that begins with N. Come on. Nothing but the bottom of the net. And Means is now getting annoyed. And then he says, no, no, no. Fuego. We will spare you the other stories. Very frequent, very similar. Pick up a paper and every two months or so, you'll read somebody talking about how they can't hope to stop such and such. They can only hope to contain them. And one of us, we won't say which one, but Keith, the single guy, (laughs) was actually asked by a date at a critical moment to say one specific catchphrase from way downtown, Bang. Yeah. The thing has gotten so out of hand over the years that a viewer named Mark Cole, who actually has turned watching the show into an academic pursuit at Bowling Green State University in Ohio, presented a scholarly paper on the metatextual viewing of ESPN's Sports Center at the Midwest Popular Culture Association Conference in Indianapolis in 1995. As the comedians Bob and Ray used to say when people would read a message into their humor, they left here fine. Something must have happened to it when it got to the transmitter. (laughs) Truth be told, our catchphrases, and we were shocked to discover that there are 76 of them still more or less regularly in use, have a true practical value. Remember, we're usually ad-libbing the narration of these highlights. There's nothing better than a trusty old catchphrase, or a rusty old catchphrase, to kill off a second or two while giving your brain the chance to say something, anything, that might actually be insightful. Well, enough analysis. Here's a handful of these metatextual delvings into symbiotic baggage and electronic shadow memory. A good craftsman never blames his tools. This is Keith for use when a player breaks his bat, throws his bat, slams a stick or a racket or otherwise, well, blames his tool. 
He heard this somewhere, but he can't remember where. A likely story. And a mighty roar went up from the crowd. Used to describe players or fans who do not seem as happy as they should be following a home run, touchdown, or victory, often accompanied by Dan making a faint, Yay! sound. A paraphrase again of a Bob and Ray sketch in which a promoter explains his plans to play team backgammon in the Yale Bowl using refrigerators as dice. Big show. I started calling it the Big Show within a week or two of joining Dan in 1992, and interestingly, this had a very off-putting effect on some of our colleagues who thought we were implying that the 11 o'clock show was big and the other editions of SportsCenter weren't big. In fact, we were just comparing the hour that we put on to the half hour that CNN Sports put on. Considering that everybody from David Letterman to Ed Sullivan has called his show the Big Show, we have no flipping idea how this actually stuck, but it did. And you bought something titled it, didn't you? Biscuit in the basket. As in, he put the biscuit in the basket. You